NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use promo code NFCBEAST to get 15% off active until the Eagles or Giants, it's going to be the Eagles, lose their next game. NFC Beast for 15% off the SGPN merch store. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants it again? Yes, sir. We are back here for another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know me, you know the voice, you know the guy. It's me, Really Real, Villain Real, Terrell Furman Jr. here at your service. And, you know, we're talking NFL totals for week eight. So I got my guy, Scott Studio Reichel with me. Scott, what's going on? Nothing much. You're doing pretty well. I know the NFL overall went very well for me last week. Unfortunately, I could not fully sweep the Twitter post because the Patriots blew up the teaser, but I still had Jets money line. I still had Seahawks money line. So that was a nice lock and dog combo. As for the totals, I believe they were fine last week. I won the Jets Broncos under as my favorite overall total. And unfortunately, the Ravens fell short there against the Browns. Uh, Very close. Just couldn't punch it in for a final touchdown to get me over. But overall, pretty good week. How's yours? Yeah, I mean, I'm good. I'm good. The Twitter, the Twitter post is terrible. I just feel, I don't know why whatever play I pick for the Twitter post doesn't go through, but the Twitter post has been terrible for me recently. However, the bets haven't. I mean, everything else haven't because the New York football giants are six and one, six and fucking one ATS. Good teams win, great teams cover. That means we're both because we're just doing it all the way, everywhere. Number one team, ATS on the year. So I'm I'm doing good in that accord. And overall, NFL is was pretty good last week. It's just college football, great. Me and Kobe gave out a crazy three-team money line parlay where uh we were actually debating five teams for the three-team parlay, and we were doing that on the live stream. All five teams hit. So we didn't even need to do that. We could have just went with a five-team parlay and had something crazy, but we gave out a 27-1 parlay, so it was a nice weekend. Nice. No, right. uh, college football, I ended up sweeping on my place too. So yeah, nice yeah. weekend overall. All right. We got totals. We got a lot of totals. And just to kind of recap what we already know, under still hitting at 60%, even after week seven, so we're seven weeks in the season, under still hitting at 60%. Primetime unders still to go. We saw that last night with the Patriots. Well, no, not the under. That that went over because the uh, the Bears completely slapped them. But primetime unders still going. We got the uh, Dolphins and the Steelers on Sunday night. That's the game I was talking about, where they finished 16 to 10. So, I mean, it. It seems like this is going to be a whole thing for the season. Like, if you just bet unders for the over course of the whole season, you're you're sitting pretty well. I'm not going to lie to you. Last week, 
blocks didn't go well. Well, my lock didn't go well. Team total hit. Thank you, Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke, very, very good. Is Taylor Heineke a home dog? Check yes, check no. If yes, bet him. He is a really good as a home dog. Green Bay is also just not very good. That's a separate story. Yep, 100%. All right, let's go ahead. And you had, what you have again? We I had the uh, Jets Broncos under, which got oh, there. And yeah, then I yeah, lost with the there. Ravens team total. Oh, fucking I'm still annoyed Lamar couldn't do anything against that Brown secondary. That was a joke. What do you have, like 11 completions the entire game? Yeah. I mean, uh, it was a, it was the close, I guess the closure eye special just, and it's crazy because it, he was a closure eye special. The Browns were a closure eye special against the Ravens last week, and the Bucks are a closure eye special against the Ravens this week. So that's back to back closure eye specials for the Ravens. Not really good for them. We'll talk about that game in just a second, but first we're going to talk about when bet in there. Promotion for new customers who bet $100 to get a $100 free bet. Plus, you can join the WinBet's Biggest Winners Club by hitting the biggest, craziest parlay. Look, if you had took those five teams, those five dogs that we gave you on the on the Saturday pregame show for college football, you could have won the WinBet Biggest Parlay this week. So just go ahead, watch that pregame show, make your picks, win the biggest parlay and make sure you at me at me when you win and they give you your thousand dollar free bet so we can shout you out and have win shout you out as well so much choose from all you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash win bet so they know we sent you sportsgamingpodcast.com slash w-y-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today all subject change terms conditions at winbet.com must be 21 order in present the state where play through win bet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 we're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast. Yes, us, because we're giving you a chance to win either an autographed Lawrence Taylor jersey or an autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. Which one is it? You, I, I know you're you thinking about the Lawrence Taylor jersey. I mean, I don't, Dawkins, I don't root Dawkins for either team, cool. but I'm taking Lawrence Taylor. I mean, yeah, just- like I just feel like it's Taylor. I don't know what Sean is trying to get across with this because this is obviously a Sean doing of having Dawkins to combat Taylor, and yeah. it's an easy pick. You're taking Lawrence Taylor. I mean, he's one of the best defensive players of all time. No offense to Dawkins. I know yeah, he's a it's favorite, no still, offense to I mean. Dawkins as, at all. It's no offense to Dawkins at all. I'm, I got to talk to Sean about this. You could have see. He's trying to have something to combat the Giants, and he just doesn't have it. Like I'm just saying, live up if you it. were having this type of trade, you'd have to throw in a couple of jerseys, like a couple draft yeah, picks, maybe like, something just, like that. I'm not doing a one-for-one swap with the Dawkins jersey. I'm not doing that. <laughs> hey, hey, you want to swap your Lawrence Taylor signed jersey for my Brian Dawkins signed jersey? Oh, yeah. Now, no. for the record, to go against what you just said, I actually would pick Dawkins because I already have Lawrence Taylor's autograph, so I would oh, probably whatever. go with Dawkins. But Oh, wow. What a flex. Way to flex there. It's a casual flex. flex. Truth <laughs> is, there's a story behind it, but it's not exactly too kind towards Lawrence Taylor, so I'm just not going to tell it. Let's just say I'm not exactly a fan of him as a human being. Let's put it that way. Oh, shit. But, oh, I got to hear his story when we get off here. I was like seven. I was like seven years old for context, but there you go. What is with you and these stories about professional players when you're a fucking child? <laughs> you have the story about the Yankees, too. I do. I, I, I've, I was actually at the same place. It was all at Atlantis. Are you serious? Michael, Michael Jordan used to do his golf tournament there every year in the Bahamas. Okay. So I met a bunch of athletes. I met Dr. Yeah. J, met a bunch of guys. All right. We got way off. We're back to the library. Unfortunately, it's our library, so we're not going to get mad at us for this. We're not apologizing but, for anything. We could. Yeah, we're not. Fuck that. All right. 
Yes, Laura, you can get an autographed Lawrence Taylor jersey, or you can get an autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. Completely free to enter. Just subscribe to youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Comment on a video. Each new video that you comment on is a chance is a new chance to enter. And so enter uh turn on your notifications so you don't miss SGPN contacting you when they pull the winner. All right, let's go ahead and get into the slate. We have Thursday night football, as I alluded to. Baltimore Ravens traveling to Tampa Bay to play Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Total is set at 45. Opened up at 44 and a half. For any context that you may need, again, this is a close your eye special. Baltimore is a one and a half point favorite. And Tampa Bay underperformed the spread by 21 or more points when they were a minus 13 favorite and lost by what? They got buried. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't good at all. Let's go and try to look at an injury report here. And we have J.K. Dobbins is out for I think is that I think that's for the season. He's out for a couple of weeks. I know that Gus Edwards was called up from the practice squad last game. He played well. He's also he's questionable. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming he's going to play. He was limited, yeah. I believe, in practice mm-hmm. yesterday, but. Dobbins is out. Truth is, they weren't really using him that much anyway. Mm-hmm. He was really fool's golden fantasy this past year. Dobbins. Honestly, and I was really high on him. So. He's a good. He was a good player in college. It's just they yeah. just decided they didn't want to use him as much as people thought. But technically, he's out. Uh, I know the Buccaneers have got a bunch of injuries. I saw Hicks was yeah. practicing. Yeah. So I got maybe you right he'll here. play. We got Ben Cleveland. Well, Ben Cleveland, the guard is is questionable for Baltimore as well. Then you go down the list. And you have Luke Godecki, who is questionable, the guard. You have Antoine Winfield Jr., who is questionable with a concussion. Russell Gage, questionable with a hamstring. Julio Jones, questionable with a knee. Anthony Chesley, questionable with a hamstring. Akeem Hicks, questionable with a foot. I believe he did practice, as you said. Uh, Cameron Brake, questionable with a neck. Sean Murphy Bunting, questionable with a quad. And Carlton Davis, questionable with a hip. And whether... Clear, 76 degrees, five mile per hour winds. Nothing to worry about there. All right. I mean, I'm going to be quick. I'm on the under. Why are we trusting this Tampa Bay offense? We would I'm, not do I'm that. Not. There's no reason. And the the Ravens don't give you any reason to trust them as well. I guess the only concern would be the Ravens kind of let Brissett go up and down the field a couple times last week. But you're looking at the Buccaneers and how they just actually run their just overall drives. And yes, I know Evans dropped a wide open touchdown pass in the first quarter. Congratulations. You would have scored one touchdown in the entire game. Like they didn't do anything for the final three and a half quarters. So I saw nothing. The Mm -hmm. offensive line we knew was going to be awful because they lost a bunch of offensive linemen in training camp, et cetera. And you had questions about Brady because he kind of went AWOL there. There were some Mm -hmm. mask singer rumors. Then it turns out his whole marriage was falling apart, but you've been watching him play for the last couple of weeks he looks awful, and you can tell if it's because he's extremely old or because the offensive line's bad or all the above. Mm-hmm. It might be all the above, but I know Tampa's defense is pretty good. I know against the run, they haven't been great lately. Carolina kind of torched them. But I do think you'll end up seeing the Buccaneers, even when they score, mm-hmm. they take up so much time off the clock because they really don't generate many big plays. Yes, I know Evans dropped a huge touchdown pass, mm-hmm. but still, most of their passes are what? Checkdowns? I mean, Fournette has a bunch of receptions this year. You have Godwin and Evans, who mostly catch underneath stuff now. A couple of tight end stuff underneath. 
they, the they don't throw the ball down the field. So I, I think they're going to take a lot of time off the clock. And I'm hoping if Hicks is able to play for Tampa, maybe their run defense is better. But once again, Baltimore didn't move the ball that well against Cleveland secondary. And that's not a very good unit. I'm on the under. It's a short week for both teams. I'm not exactly sold on it. Give me the under. I think you'll see another ugly primetime game. Yeah, same thing. Both of these teams are four of the last five to the under. Baltimore is actually on a run of four straight unders after that New England game that went over for some whatever reason. But and Tampa Bay, like I said, four of the last five, the only one that went over was that Kansas City game where Kansas City was just killing them and didn't care and let them do whatever. Mm. So both of these teams trending more to the under, I think. And money is is money on the over, but I think everybody forgot like last week, the neuralizer, the freaking men in black came back with the neuralizers. They did it again. They came back with the neuralizers. It was also again the Panthers. It made everybody like, forget. It's the Panthers. We're not talking about some type of like world beater defense. I think Carolina's defense is okay, but yeah. I mean, really? Could yeah, score but- a touchdown against the Panthers? And people are forgetting, thir- like, last Thursday night, we had all those points scored in the Saints and Cardinals game. Everybody's forgetting about the five weeks of trash football that we saw on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And just because you hear Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady, maybe two years ago that you would have been like, oh, yeah, that's a for sure over. Not these teams right now. It's it's very clear and obvious. Take and well, Lamar has not been great the last couple of weeks either, if we're being honest. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, take the under. All right. Next game on the slate, we're going to Germany, 9 a.m. Eastern kick. Denver, the Denver Broncos are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags are laying three overseas. I see 1030. Is it 9 o'clock or 1030? I see 930. Either way, I don't know if it really matters. I'll be sleeping. It'll be on. Oh, wow. This is on the four letter network plus. Cool. All right. uh, 39 and a half is the total here. Are we assuming Wilson's quarterback or are we assuming Rippon? Does it matter? I That's a separate assume, question. Yeah, it really doesn't matter, but uh, I guess we're assuming Rippon. I mean, I don't know if our starting Russ, you'd send him overseas. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I not. don't know. I mean, Rippon, he had moments against the Jets. I know they scored a lot in the first quarter, did nothing the rest of the game, but I thought he could have looked a lot worse. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Seven mile per hour wind, six, six degrees over there on the other side. Oh, well, is this? No, this is in London. This says this is in London. I don't know if this is a London or Germany game. I think this is London. I think the Germany game's in a couple weeks. I think okay. the I think the Buccaneers are playing in Germany. Oh, oh maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, this is London. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking about. That's how I messed it up. All right, so yeah, this is a London game. Well, for any context, the last time the Jags were laying points in London, they got absolutely destroyed. Normally, you just take favorites in London, but last time the Jags got absolutely destroyed. Does that affect the total? I mean, the total opened... I see here the total opened at 46 and a half. I don't actually believe that. Maybe that was like. It might have been a look at a line a couple of weeks. Yeah, like, like a look ago. ahead a couple of weeks or a month ago. I don't believe that that was that anytime soon. But 39 and a half now, everybody's smashing the under. I I think I like the over, actually. I want to give me a reason to take the over because I want to take the over. I think I the main reason. 99% of the under money. I think the main reason why I'm going to do it, I just think this number is too low based on what I've seen from Jacksonville's defense. You're looking at. Yes, Denver's quarterback situation is awful. Matt Ryan just got benched for Sam Ellinger. He had three. He had 389 passing yards against the Jacksonville defense. Daniel <laughs> Jones last week. No offense to your team. I know he's been a pretty good quarterback so far this season. They've kind of limited the risk involved with him. 
No. He had 300 plus passing yards and two passing touchdowns and 100 rushing yards against Jacksonville's defense. He had Just, 200, 200 passing yards. I thought Daniel Jones had 300. Are you 200 passing 200. and 100 rushing? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it was, so okay. it was 300 total. He had 300 total yards with two touchdowns. The point is Jacksonville's defense is really awful, and I feel like nobody's talking about it. You let Matt Ryan cook you for 300-something yards and three passing touchdowns. Yeah, I know Denver's tough. defense is good, and I recognize that, but they play in a dome in London. So far in London, we have had some higher-scoring games. I just think this number's a little bit too low. The reason why I liked the under last week in the Denver Jets game was because I liked both defenses. I really don't like Jacksonville's defense, and I think that maybe the Jaguars can do enough offensively. They finally traded Robinson, so you have ETN unleashed, or however you want to phrase it. Maybe he can do something. I think I'm just going to take the over, because I really don't think Jacksonville's defense should be involved in a total of 39.5 right now. I know Denver's offense is awful, but I don't think the Colts' offense is good. The Giants' offense, I think, is mediocre. I think it's a decent unit, not great. But still, they're well coached. They're, they're well coached. coached but the point is, they both move the ball at will against this yeah. defense. So I'm going to lean to the over. I'll go contrarian here. Yeah, I don't know uh, if I persuaded you or not, but I, I kind of like the idea of going contrarian in this spot. It's international. There's a lot of uncertainty involved. I'll go contrarian here. Yeah, I um, I was about to try to make a case for Broncos team total over, but I don't think I can. I can't put money on that Broncos team like that. That Jaguars uh, defense, though. I mean, you watched the game. It was really bad. Yeah, no, I know they are. And, oh, man. Yeah, I just, I just, fuck it. I don't need an analysis. This is gut handicapping. My gut's telling me to take the over, especially, you oh, know. So I did, I did persuade number. you, kind of. Yeah, yeah, you did, kind of. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, I just, I'm not backing 99% of the money in this game, I need two good defenses and maybe yeah. some awful weather. If I want to take the under, I'm not doing it in a dome with Jacksonville's defense that I can't do. I actually think the Broncos win this game too. Yeah, I think they give do me too. An over. Give me an over. All right. I, I can't. I mean, Jacksonville losing to the Giants was the Giants gave up what, like 400 something yards. It, it was crazy. Doug P was just really like, take the points, man. Just take the they points. They kept going they for it. They kept failing. Us. It was just bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't go for it against a Wink Martin. Yeah, you know, one shot to win the game. Let's throw the ball short two yards of the end zone. You know, I'm not an NFL coach. So what do I know? Next game on the slate, we have the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons. 42 is the total in Atlanta. We're in a dome. Division game. Division under is going crazy this season. Let's see if we can get any remnants of an injury report here this early in the week. I think Patterson's still on IR. So he's still out. Yeah. And yeah, Patterson. Yeah, I don't see anything about Patterson. He's still out. So uh really Kyle Pitts is allegedly playing, but you never actually see him get the ball. Does that count as an injury report? It really should. Like honestly. I just don't understand what not Patterson right. They got two doing. separate top ten how do you, picks how for weapons and they don't use it. How are you down twenty one nothing? You have to pass to keep up and you throw the ball what like eleven to thirteen times and you have Drake London and Kyle Pace. I don't, I don't know what Arthur. Smith there really is, needs man. to be a prop bet every week on who will attempt fewer passes, Mariota or Justin Fields. <laughs> that needs to be a prop <laughs> bet should, like every week. They it should be to. a thing. I'll Re- take a bet. Reach out to the guys that win bet. Coach. That should be a thing. I'll take a bet on who'll be the worst coach that week because it seems like all these coaches just every single week are battling with each other who can make the dumbest decision. Uh, 42. It's, it came up. It was at 40 and a half. Now it came up because Walker actually looked decent last week. Yeah, 
and which is crazy because well no it's not crazy i'll i appreciate it and i'll take it and i'll take the extra point and a half and then back the under because pj walker's not good <laughs> that tampa bay just sucks pj walker's not good this was a good spot for them they just traded christian mccaffrey they want to you know hey we're not 100% taking. They're at home. They're playing a division rival. Tampa's in free Everybody, fall. if you hear Charlotte Radio, mm-hmm. they were crucifying the Panthers when uh, Steve Wilkes took over and they got killed by, who was that? Arizona, I know Arizona beat no, no, them. No, the, uh, the Rams. The Rams. Oh, the Rams, sorry. Yeah. 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 And Charlotte the Rams didn't even Radio, play well in that game. Charlotte Sports Talk Radio was killing, like killing the Panthers. The whole city of Charlotte killing the Panthers. And so this was the ultimate get up spot for them after that ugly, ugly showing to come back here and be able to put on a good showing in front of the home fans. Now you're going on the road against a division rival in the Atlanta Falcons, who not so fast look like they have a chance to win the division. So, yeah, give me an under for this game. I think Atlanta's defense is going to come in hot. I think P.J. Walker is going to regress back to what he was. And this is going to be an ugly game. I don't think Atlanta is going to put up enough points to be able to carry this over by themselves but and because this defense for the panthers isn't the problem like they're not the problem they're pretty solid unit and i've been on the record saying that they're pretty solid units so yeah no give me an under this one this is another division game that is ugly and atlanta falcons get a win give me under so i'm gonna agree with you i like the under as well Uh, i think that it's a very good spot to really look at carolina's defense as being one of the most underrated units in the league And I know Tampa's offense is falling apart. Carolina's defense still just put the clamps down on them. I mean, it it was really a bloodbath. If you look at the offense for Tampa, just matching up with that defense, it was a great job by them. Walker played well. Was he great? No. I mean, he had had the best game of his career, and they scored what? Like 21 points? 24 points? I mean, they really didn't do much offensively either. They ran the ball well. And I think that's going to be one of the main talking points for this game Atlanta's allowing the fifth fewest rushing yards per game in the league. They're actually really good against the run. And I do think as a result, you'll end up seeing Carolina struggle a bit more. I don't trust the passing game. And Carolina statistically is not great against the run. They have been better in recent weeks. But I do think since Atlanta, for whatever reason, refuses to use Pitts and refuses to use London, they're going to run the ball, which means you will get a ton of really, really long scoring drives And I do think if Atlanta goes on a seven-minute field goal drive inside the red zone, which is very possible, we can see that happening, that's going to kill the total. And I think that's going to be the case. So I think you're going to see a very ugly game, like you said. I see a 2013 type of game, something ugly. Give me a game that lands in the 30s. I'll take the under. Uh, Give me a Panthers team total under 18 and a half. Okay. I got over it, it was over 17. That's really what I was looking for. The reason why I jumped up is because Atlanta secondary got killed by Burrow and yep. they gave up basically a hundred yards to three separate wide receivers on the same team, which is almost impossible. Congratulations for Atlanta yep. for that. But that's not a concern because Carolina's not going to want to throw that much. So I don't think it's that big of an issue. I'm going with the under. Yeah. That Panthers under that Panthers team total under is one of my favorite teams. Panthers under is going to be very solid. I, I feel like you can make a serious case that Panthers any total that's over 40 for the rest of the year might just be a blind underplay. Yeah, 100%. That, yeah, all right. I don't understand that at all. Let's go on to the New England Patriots traveling to MetLife to play the New York Jets. The 5-2 and two New York Jets, minus one and a half 
is the play. Well, they're a favorite. Yeah, Patriots are a favorite. 40 and a half is the total. Another division game here. Looks like five mile per hour, 58 degrees, football weather for MetLife. Let's see here. And we don't have anything because Patriots just played last night. So not going to have anything to report there. Are we assuming Zappi's quarterback, by the way, or are we assuming Jones is quarterback, or does it really not matter? I'll start there. I don't think it matters. I I don't think it matters either. If you ask me, like, two drives after Zappi took over, I would have said it matters. It doesn't matter. I think that it only matters because of how rusty Jones looked off the injury. So Zappi's probably more ready to play right now. In terms of skill level, they're pretty comparable. Yeah, I'd probably say Zappi's better right now because Jones looked really lost in his first quarterback from injury. I thought I thought Zappi was better coming out of college, to be honest. Zappi's one of my all-time favorite college quarterbacks. I bet the over in like every Western Kentucky game. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and you basically hit almost every game. So yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No, give me an under. I don't trust. I don't trust it. I think that the Jets, like you said, Jets defense is good. No Brees Hall for the Jets, which is really sucks. But, you know, you still got Michael Carter. He's still a pretty good back. J-Rob will play. J-Rob. He'll be limited. Yeah. They'll, they'll have a couple of just straight-up power plays or, it, yeah. you know, easy run plays that are put into the, that are in the playbook for him to just come in. They're not going to trust him with anything in pass protection or anything it's, like It's that. McCaffrey with the Niners. You're going to throw him no passes. Yeah. You'll give him a couple of basic handoffs and basic packages, and it's yeah. mostly going to be Carter's show. That's how it's going to yeah. go. 100%. So, uh. You know, New England's probably going to be more run first this game. New England's defense still pretty solid. It, it, this is just easy. Just give me an under 40. I don't know what the hell happened on that Monday night game. The Patriots just could not stop the run to save their lives. I, I don't it's know the, what happened there. It's mobile QBs versus Belichick. They always give them issues. Like, they always give him problems. Is that a subtle way of plugging a Zach Wilson rushing yards prop? On shit, let's show? do it. <laughs> but do it. I mean, shit, let's do it. I'm not I'm taking on the, his passing yards prop, so shit. <laughs> I'm on the under in this game. I think that it's a very good bounce back spot for New England's defense. I typically fade teams on short weeks when it comes to sides. So I usually fade them on the night team the week after. But New England's defense got embarrassed on national TV. They're against a division rival. I think it's a good spot for them to bounce back. Plus, the Jets had a bunch of injuries this past week. You mentioned Brees Hall. They replaced him with Robinson, who probably won't be that active in this week in this week's game. But you also didn't mention that Vera Tucker who's one of their best offensive linemen, is also oh, yeah. out for the year. Sure did. Yeah, and that's really a brutal loss. He, yeah, he was tough. really good for the Jets. And the Jets' offense wasn't very good anyway because, if I'm being fully honest, I really loved Zach Wilson at BYU when I watched him in college. He's really not good in the pros, and I can say that. I've said that for a couple of weeks. He doesn't have it. And you could say that he's young. I was going to ask you, like, do you start Joe Flacco? <laughs> I think like you stick you with bench, yeah. How do you bench Zach? You can't bench him because he's winning. But yeah. if you want to talk about which, plus he gives you mobility. I actually think you have to use Wilson now because with Tucker being out, you need some way to avoid pressure. And mm-hmm. Flacco's just sitting back there waiting to get killed. Yeah, he's a yeah, I think you have to use Wilson at this point, but he's really not that good. And you look at him in the pocket; he plays quarterback like a Madden player. He drops back 30 yards in the pocket on every passing play, no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. And he leaves himself at a massive disadvantage because of it. I don't think he's going to move the ball. The offensive line got worse. Hall was really the, the engine that made the offense go. And he had the 70-yard touchdown against Denver in the first quarter. But I do think you're going to see the offense struggle. 
The Patriots offense should run the ball too. I see a lot of really ugly drives, and I think that there's several ways to cash this. But I like the Jets team total under. I think this offense without Hall is about to fall apart. I'm going to go with the under. All right. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. I am with you there. Next game on the slate, we have Miami Dolphins traveling to Detroit to play the Detroit Lions. Total set at 51 and a half. Came up from 50. Bunch of money. 91% of the money is on the over. Matter of fact, it's sharps too. 52% of the bets on the under, 91% of the money on the over have them in that filthy, stinking dome. And I think we're not going to see DeAndre Swift again. I'm assuming well, he's going to be out again. I mean, I thought he'd come back after the bye. He did not. I know Amon Ross St. Brown had a concussion in the Cowboys game. He might not play this week. So he didn't. So did you hear about that? He didn't even have a concussion. They said oh, because he oh. was just stumbling. They said he passed the concussion test, but because he was stumbling in the game and the new changes that they put in after Tua, they're not letting him back in the game. That's I the just, same I reason. just heard during the broadcast he had a concussion. He wasn't playing. I didn't yeah, realize no, that he it's the same thing that happened okay. with Teddy Bridgewater, where Teddy Bridgewater passed the test, but they because he was stumbling in the game, they didn't let him back in. Which is like the NFL trying to save the ass after what happened to Tua, but like now you're now you're going too far to the other end. Like you're you're benching people that are perfectly fine at this point. I don't know if it bothers me. I think it's more of just making a change mid season, which is kind of weird. I feel like yeah. you should kind of just do it from the beginning of the, of the yeah, next season, start, start you know, one way, but whatever. Player All safety, right. if you want to pretend it's important as this week's, you know, top talking point of the month and go nuts, you know, whatever. It's all Either PR way. stuff anyway for the NFL to make rule changes. I mean, what? I don't I'm understand. Not, the I'm not one. backing an under here. Really? I, I, I kind of like the under here. I don't have a case for an under. What are you? What do you have? I don't have a case. for. An under. I don't think, I don't think Detroit's good. offense is any good. I think that they peaked like a month and a half ago. Like I'm looking at the last couple of games here. They played New England and they got shut out. Then you come off a bye. I know Dallas has a very good defense. I get it. You did nothing the entire game. I think you had five turnovers, six turnovers. You had a bunch of turnovers. I know Jamal Williams had that brutal fumble at the one yard line after Mm -hmm. Parsons made that crazy play. Goff sucks. We know that. Yeah. But if Amon Rob Brown's Amon Ross St. Brown's not going to play, I don't know what weapons you have. I mean, you're still waiting for Jameson Williams to show up. Hawkinson vanishes every, basically every game besides once a month. Williams is a pretty decent running back, but Miami's defense I think is okay. Do I like Tua? Not really. I mean, the Steelers dropped to what four interceptions that were right in their lap last week, and that game was yeah, still no, hideous. Tua was doing his hardest to throw an interception. Am I really taking an over 50 with Tua against Goff? Like, I, I can't do that. I get it's in a dome, but I think a lot of Detroit's numbers are skewed based on the first month of the season. You look at their numbers the last couple of weeks, even with a bye week thrown in there, they've been awful offensively. Yeah, six, point, six points in the last two games. I got to take an under. I, I really think that these numbers are based on what we saw in the first month of the season. I'm going to take an under. Yeah, me, I'm just not really f- into the recency bias with it because these are two good defense. Like, New England and Dallas are two good I don't good know defenses. how good New England's defense is, for the record. I have no idea. No, after what, after I yesterday, I completely threw everything against the wall. I have no idea. I thought they were a good unit, but Miami's defense isn't atrocious. It's okay. Uh, no, I mean... It's mostly fading golf. They just have a lot of injuries. They have a lot of injuries throughout that defense. Yeah. And it's mostly fading golf. I just think Goff's been a train wreck the last couple of weeks. 
Yeah, no, I think that the easy way to play Detroit in this total is you back the over when they're playing a like a not good, well coached defense, which I don't think Miami is. I think it's okay. And you back and you back the under when they are because Detroit's not gonna they're not gonna adjust on the offensive side of the ball against anybody that actually plays solid defense. And I, I don't. F- think I find Miami's the over money fascinating unit. though. I, yeah. that, that's kind of what's giving me pause because I did like the under, but you're mentioning how the total's gone up a point. Seems like there's sharp money on the over as well. I feel like the over might be the sharp play, but I'm actually going to lean to the under. Detroit's shown me nothing the last couple of weeks, so I'm just going to lean there. We'll this see. is the get-right spot for that offense. Give me, And I think Amon Ross still plays because, again, he passed the concussion yeah. test, but they wouldn't let him back in. So, yeah, give me, an, give me an over here for that game. I think we see a lot of points. This is going to be in Millie Maker consideration for me this week. All right. Let's go next game. We have the Arizona Cardinals playing the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Another stinking dome. 49 is the total. Came up from 47 and a half. 73% of the best, 78% of the money is on the over. Uh, anything? I don't think anything sticking out from injury-wise for these two teams. I don't know if Connor's back or not. For the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. He might, he may or may not be back. And Minnesota's off a bye, so they should be relatively healthy. And they're laying three and a half off a bye, too. Okay. Arizona, Minnesota. Uh, I mean, what do we do about that Thursday night game? I know. That's what I'm thinking about. You two pick sixes in a minute. Like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to read into for that. Arizona's offense, like, they, They've been really bad over the course of the season. And the red zone offense is not very but good. It's, but it's Kyler Murray. They also have Hopkins. Yeah, back. that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's what I meant to say. Sorry. Yeah. It's Kyler Murray with Hopkins. Like, Kyler Murray without Hopkins is a completely different thing than Kyler Murray with Hopkins. I am going to – let's see. Arizona, four of the last five have gone to the under. The only one that's gone over is the one with DeAndre Hopkins on Thursday night. Three of the last five has gone over for the Minnesota Vikings. I really don't like that Minnesota Vikings defense. Like, I think that they're just like this treading water unit and they can give up big plays just like that really quickly. I think they're mid, if we're being yeah, honest. Yeah, like fine. maybe Whatever. not even mid. They might be Reggie. Like, they okay. might really be some Reggie. Uh, Give me the over 49. I think I'm going to lean to the under. This is one of those games that I feel like should go over, but a bunch of random stupid things are going to happen in the red zone. The game finds a way to go under. Oh, I like the fact coaching, that bad yeah. coaching people go bad for coaching shit. cousins yeah. doing something stupid on like fourth and two, you know, Kingsbury's going to go for it. They'll run some end around on fourth and one. That's not even close. I can see something happening like that, but I do like the extra prep time for both defenses. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's off a bye. Arizona played Thursday night. I think both defenses will show up ready to play. Arizona's defense has actually been very good for the last month. They just randomly flipped the switch, and they just mm-hmm. became a good unit. They're really I, good against the run. They like, are. Really good and I run. think if they can stop Dalvin Cook and if they could force Cousins to consistently beat them for four quarters, we've seen it before. It doesn't always work out for Cousins. And I think that even though Murray has had moments this year, the red zone has been underwhelming. We saw him yelling at Kingsbury during the past game. Uh, about the timeout usage and stuff like that. I'm going to lean under. I think it could go either way, but I don't like the overall play calling from Kingsbury. And I do think Cousins can make some dumb decisions at times. 
especially against this defense. I can see a lot of field goal drives. I'm going to go with the under, but it, no, I'm, yeah, not gonna you, bet, no, I'm not going to bet. I'm not going to put any me. money on it. You sway me. Give me an under. You sway me. Which part? Uh, more of the fact that Cousins is a dumbass at times and Cliff Kingsbury is a dumbass at times. That was enough for me. Yeah. When I thought about that, I was like, yeah, why am I? Yeah, no, that's, that was enough for me. And once again, you can look at the Thursday night game. It would, the game flow was perfect for an over because you had two defensive touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Then the game turned into a blowout. The Cardinals stopped caring, and then Dalton had a couple of scoring drives late. So the game flow really was perfect for a bunch of garbage time points, and you had two pick sixes. I think as a result, the total's inflated. I'm going to go with the under. All right, next game on the slate, we have the Las Vegas Raiders playing the New Orleans Saints. 49 is the total. Come up from 43 and a half, 73, 6% of the bets, 67% of the money on the over here, back here in that. This is one of the better domes. I don't care what Kobe say. I like this. I like this dome. Who's the quarterback for New Orleans? Because I've heard rumors about Winston, but I don't know if he's actually going to play or not. I couldn't tell you. This I think it's too early in the week, and they haven't made a decision their damn selves. Can you and use so, Dalton again after last week? Because his final numbers were good, but all the good numbers were in garbage time. Yeah, no, I I think at this point, if, if Winston's ready to go, you just go ahead and trot him out there. I mean, you can use Dalton or just say fuck it and put Taysom Hill at quarterback and just go with that for the rest. Like you won games. They won games when Taysom Hill was at quarterback. So, I mean, and truth is, I don't think Dennis Allen's a good coach. I think your season's basically dead to rights anyway. Yes, I, your division's awful, though. It's the only thing that's keeping you afloat. I mean, yeah. you don't even have your first-round draft pick. You traded that to Philly, so you kind of have to try, but it's rough. It's a really rough quarterback room right now. It's really bad. Uh, Are we assuming Lattimore's out and all these other guys? Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I get I get why you're, you want to – and I'm, I guess I have to say over, maybe – that's why I'm asking. I want to make a case for an under, and I'm kind of hoping Lattimore's playing. But if he's not, I can't trust either defense in this game. I think that's – and I think that's what you have to, like, just kind of wait throughout the rest of the week. The tough thing about this, we court earlier in the week, so we don't really know. But Lattimore makes a difference. Like, mm-hmm. he makes a difference. However, it's Devontae Adams. So, like, how much of a difference is he going to make? Because Devontae Adams has the skill set where he can still cook Marshawn Lattimore. And the Raiders still don't use him that much. Truth is, Jacobs has been killing teams the past couple of weeks. And the Saints can't stop the run recently. I mean, you know, Benjamin had what, like 12 carries for 90 something yards. I mean, they couldn't stop the run on Thursday night. I'm on right, the I over. The under. But I, yeah, but I, I took the it. under. I took the under in the other game. I'm taking the over in this game. <laughs> and I don't like the Raiders defense either. So, yeah, both defenses suck. It's really the Saints offense back home has a get right spot. And I don't think that the Raiders just go lying down. And the spread indicates that as they're a minus one and a half favorite. Yeah, let's let's go with it. I think this is something similar to the Cincinnati Bengals game in the Superdome. So let's do it over 49 for Raiders. And give Saints. me the Olave 100 plus receiving yards. Oh, 100 plus and a touchdown. Come on, man. Yeah. You know, you know, I'm playing that. I'll throw it in some type of parlay at some 100%. point. 100 percent. All right. Pittsburgh Steelers going to play the six and oh, Philadelphia Eagles. Battle of Pennsylvania here. 43 and a half is the total. Tick down half a point. Opened up at 44. 59% of the bets on the over, but 86% of the money on the under. Let's see here. Uh, What's the weather in Philly looking like? 
clear, 62 degrees, six mile per hour winds. Don't really see anything on the injury report this early right now. I mean, one, Pickens is really good when Pickens at quarterback. Throw him the damn ball. Like I I I've been betting Pickens every week that he that Pickett has been at quarterback. And it's been great. except the one that he got knocked out the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh I think Philly's in, I think no, I think Pittsburgh's in this game. Do I think Pittsburgh can actually stop the run? That's really what the game comes down to for me for the total. I think I'm gonna lean to the under. Pick I wanna yeah. like Pickett because I liked him in college. The decision making, even that interception to lose the game, the decision making in the read progression is so awful. Which makes sense because, you know, he's a quarterback. He's a rookie. He was thrown in there and he probably wasn't fully ready. He really does not look good back there, if I'm being fully honest with you. Yeah. And Philly's defense is good. They're off a bye. I'm not sure how much Pittsburgh contributes. And the defense has been better the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Then again, they stopped Tampa, which apparently is extremely easy. We might be able to stop Brady in this offense right now. And they were able to kind of limit two of there, especially in the second half. I'll lean to the under. I'm hoping Philly gets out to a decent lead. They'll run the ball every play in the second half, and they'll drain the entire clock. I'm going to lean to the under because I really don't like this Pittsburgh offense. I just don't. I like Pickens. I don't like Pickett as of right now. All right. Um, I'm Yeah, I'm going to the under. I think that they cover this. This is a 10.5-point spread. I think Pittsburgh covers this. It's because but of I, the bye, but I think, it's, I think I don't it'll think be it's close. A, yeah, I don't think it's like a win or anything. I think I can see a... 27 17 kind of game. I was feeling 24 17. So, yeah, 24 17, like something like that. Yeah, I think that I think it's close. I'm not gonna lie. I do think it's close. I think it goes right under. Give me the under in this game. It's a rivalry game, too. Pittsburgh's fans are gonna, Pittsburgh fans travel anywhere, but they're definitely gonna be a full force in this game for sure. It's also in a rivalry because Pickett, of course, went to Pittsburgh for college. So, he's, I'm sure he's very familiar with the importance of the game. Yeah, 100%. All right, Chicago Bears playing the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. 42.5 is the total. Tick down from 43. 64% of the bets looking like on the under already. 67% of the money on the over. Let's see here. Jerry's World, not really going to have much on the injury report because the uh, Bears played last night. Does does the Bears' offense contribute anything against this Dallas defense? That's what we got to talk about for Monday night. How much of the performance was a fluke? I don't even think like they were incredible last night. That was probably the best Bears offensive performance in like the last ten years, like maybe since Jay Cutler was there. That was a clinic, actually. No, because Trubisky had that six touchdown game against Tampa a couple years ago. Yeah, the point is, it's been a while. <clears throat> it's been a hot minute. That was a hell of a performance. Faded. Bears team total under and take the under for the game. I just don't know what I, I think Dallas's defense is crazy. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to contribute. I have no idea what the Bears are going to contribute to this game. That this is the ultimate letdown spot for them. A prime time blowout win in Foxborough. Short week. Yeah, we we fade teams on a short week. Give me Bears team total under. Give me an under for the game. I I don't know how much they're going to contribute, and I still think Dallas is overrated on the offensive side of ball. I like the under anyway because of the last point you mentioned. Even though the Cowboys did win against Detroit, 
I get it was Dak's first game back in about a month and change. He did more against Detroit's defense. I'm sorry. I didn't think Dak really did anything. He went 19 of 25 for 207, and he had a touchdown. The one touchdown was in the late fourth quarter when the game was basically over. He had a play-action pass to the tight end. So he had no touchdown passes for about the first 55 minutes of the game against Detroit. Uh, They sacked Goff five times. We know Fields is going to be running for his life the entire game. Now, the Cowboys have struggled a bit against the run. The Cowboys are allowing 120.1 rushing yards per game, which is 20th in the league. But I'm going to go with the under anyway because the Bears want to really go on these long drives and field goals. Field goals. And I really didn't think Dak looked great. Now, first game back, he did what he needed to do. They didn't want to put too much on his plate. They beat Detroit. But I think you could argue it's going to be the same approach. You know, don't do anything stupid. We have a better team. Let the defense dominate up front. And we'll find a way to win an ugly game. I think the Cowboys will ride the defense. I see this game finishing around like 23-10, I'll take it on. Yep. All right. In agreement there. Before we get into the 4 o'clock slate, got to talk to you about No House Advantage because they're changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform where you can play in a pick'em contest for a chance to win $250,000. And you can even play against the house. Like, if you don't want to do that, you can play against the house and get 20 times your entry. Bet up to five player prop over-unders across all major sports, NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, NASCAR, you can do all of that. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download that and get a first deposit match up to $25. That's nohouseadvantage.com. All right, let's go ahead and power through the rest of this slate. Starting at the 4 o'clock games on Sunday, we have Tennessee Titans playing the Houston Texans. 40 and a half is the total tick down from 41 looking at 54% of the bets, but 96% of the money on the under for these two teams. Division's game in the Houston's dome. <sighs> I have no idea. I kind of want to... Davis Mills is better at home. He's better, and the offense actually looks like they can move the ball at home. It's in a dome. I, st- I know Tennessee's won a couple games recently. They're four and two. They are not a good football team. I'm just going to say it. I don't they're think not. they're very good. They're but good. the Texans can stop the run. If you want to go through the numbers, Jacobs had three touchdowns, 140 yards last week. They're dead last. They're allowing 164.7 rushing yards per game. So Henry should run wild. And I don't like Tennessee secondary. And it's in a dome. Mills is okay. I mean, he's not great by any means. He's definitely been a bit underwhelming in his second year. But I don't really like either defense, and it's going to be a good weather spot because it's in a dome, so there is no weather to be concerned about. Give me the over. I think Henry might go for 150 in this game. Like, the Texans are so bad against the run. They are awful. I'm going with the over. I think you'll see points. I don't feel great about it, though. I think so is – would you be surprised if this is the Derrick Henry three touchdown game? No, I said he's going for 150. Like, yeah, this Josh is the Jacobs big... just had three touchdowns last week against this defense. This is the big Derrick Henry game. This is the big Derrick Henry game. He always and kills. Davis Houston. Mills plays a lot better at home. Like when I talk about, we've been talking about flowcharts all year. The Davis Mills flowchart at home, he plays like he just plays better because and it's so a dome. Got, yeah. So it- and so you you get Tennessee coming here into the dome on the road. That defense really isn't that good. Like they're not anything special. These are two bad defenses in my eyes. 
and you have Davis Mills who has the ability. Brandon Cooks, they're trying to trade him. This could be the Brandon Cooks go off week, and then we go ahead and trade him before the deadline. Yeah, give me, give me over. I understand why everybody's on the under. I understand the division aspect and all of that. Give me an over because I think that this is could be something of a 24-20 game. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Let's move on to the next game of slate. We have the Washington Commanders going to play the Indianapolis Colts in Indiana. And guess what? Neither Carson Wentz nor Matt Ryan is starting in this game. You're going to be seeing Taylor Heineke versus Sam Howell. I'm oh, not Sam Howell, but Ellinger. Uh, Sam Ellinger. Sam yeah. Ellinger. So we're back. That guy. <laughs> 40 is the total tick down from 42 and a half, probably because you're getting two backups instead of the starters. But and I, I guess that actually does mean something because if those two starters are going to do anything, they're going to throw the ball and not care what happens. I mean, like I said, I was I like Heineke as a home dog on the road. I, uh, I don't know about that one. Both of these guys feel like they got a little something to prove in this game. It looks like every, the sharps are on the under 68% of the bets, but 96% of the money on the under. It's ticked down two and a half points. I'm on the fence about this one. I have no idea what I want to do with this game. I think Ellinger, I think the switch makes sense because worst case scenario, truth is the Colts offensive line has been a lot more underwhelming than people expected because you still yeah. have Nelson, you still have a pretty good offensive line on paper, just didn't cut it this year. And Ellinger gives you more mobility. So I think that that's probably the right move to make anyway. They only scored 10 points against Tennessee. Uh, Matt Ryan had a couple of awful interceptions. They had less than 300 yards. Washington's defense was good against Green Bay. Green Bay's offense stinks, but still, the defense was pretty good. I think I'm going to lean to the under, but I'm not happy about it. Taylor's been a complete non-factor all season long. This could be the get-right game for Taylor. I got to assume the Colts lean on the ground game with a brand-new starting quarterback, right? Yeah, but... I think Frank Reich's also an idiot, so I also don't know what the hell they're going to do. And he, but even if they pass, Washington's been bad against the pass this year. That's they my point. Been good, and so I'm hoping they run the ball. You I'm run the ball. The you run the ball and dominate on the ground. But if you run play action and give Ellinger good spots with the ball, I think he can move the ball on his Washington offense. And would it surprise me because this total is set at forty? And so let me go look at what the team total is for this. If it's three, what's what's their team total? 22 and a half, 21 and a half, maybe. Let me look here. What's the yeah, it'd be like 21, yeah, 21 and a half and 18 and a half. Oh, wait, no, that's not it. Uh, I'm getting, I see 21 at minus 110. And for the Colts, I see 20 and a half at minus 118. I think they, I think they can get three touchdowns. I think you can see a, a touchdown from, uh, Freaking, what's his name? Pittman? Taylor on the ground. Oh, you can see yeah. a, a one with Taylor on the ground. I know for a fact Ellinger can throw one through the air on that defense. If he gets another one through the air or another one through the ground, you catch this. Like, if you want a fun prop, by the way, Ellinger first touchdown score is going to be a real fun ride. Oh yeah, and he's he can run. Give me the over a little bit. Just give me the over. I it makes sense. It make it makes sense that this game could sneakily go over. Pelfrey's defense not really that impressive. They're solid, but not that impressive. Where and the Colts aren't that really really that good against the pass either. Yeah. 
I mean, better than the better. They're absolutely better than commanders, but like, it's like middle of the road. I, yeah, give 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 me an over in this one. You know what? I originally I originally leaned under, but it wasn't a strong lean. I'm kind of just on the fence. I'll go with you. I'll take the over. Yeah. I, I like the fact that both quarterbacks are mobile. Yeah. All right. Next game on the slate, we have once again San Francisco 49ers traveling to the Los Angeles Rams to play the Rams divisional matchup. 42 and a half is the total. Came up from 40 and a half. 61% of bets, 62% of money is on the 61% of bets on the over, 62% of money on the under. In the Dome of LA, you have Christian McCaffrey over there with a week of practice with that San Francisco 49ers team. You have your Rams under at home streak. And you have the Rams who almost traded for McCaffrey, but they were one pick off because they traded that pick in the deal mm-hmm. for, uh, wait, uh, what was it, Philadelphia? I think it was Philadelphia. Whatever. Whoever they traded that pick to. No, the Sony Michelle, the Sony Michelle trade. When they traded for Sony Michelle, that pick was the pick that they needed to make get that Christian McCaffrey deal to happen. So now he's over there in San Francisco. Give me an under. I'm really on the fence here, too. There's a lot of totals that I think are really, really like sharp in terms of numbers, or at least yep. I can't tell what to expect. The Rams offense is broken. Uh-huh. They're bad at everything that doesn't involve Cooper Cup. They are off a bye, and the Niners' defense is beaten to hell. And yes, I know Mahomes is great. They ran, they move the ball very easily. I get all that. It's Mahomes. I, I get it. But still, the Niners' defense is really bad. And Afunga ended up having a, a concussion, I believe, again. He left the game because he banged his head. I don't think he came back into the game. I don't really like this Niners' defense, but do I like the Niners' offense? Not really. I think Garoppolo is basically guaranteed to throw a pick in this game. It's just going to happen, right? I mean, we're kind of just expecting both quarterbacks to throw a pick at some point in this game. I think I'm going to agree with you. The Niners defense is really bad, but because of the injuries, but they always do well against Stafford every time. We We know the Rams can't protect them. We know that the Niners defensive line should be a bit healthier. I think Stafford's running for his life. I think that Garoppolo is not going to play well either. I'm going to go with an under. There are a couple ways to cash it. Give me a very ugly game in the dome. I'll back the home trend there for unders for the Rams. Give me the under. I feel like it's been a long time since we see Jimmy Garoppolo throw a pick. No, he threw a pick six in uh, the Atlanta game. No, he had had the red zone pick against the Chiefs. He threw that lob pass to nobody and it got picked. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm on, I'm on under. I can't, I, I can't. This is, I don't, I don't trust either quarterback or either yeah, offense right now. And I think both defenses are going to get up for this. And game. I love McCaffrey, but if you're going to keep easing the playbook week by week, it means he's graduating to what, like fifty percent of the snaps. Yeah, he may need McCaffrey some... to play at least eighty if I want to take an over. Yeah, he's going to be in obvious passing down situations and nothing where, really where he needs to come in and pass pass protect until he learns the schemes just yet. All right. <laughs> Next game on the slate, we have the New York football Giants. Six and one New York football Giants. Traveling to Seattle to play the Seattle Seahawks. 45 is the total. Ticked up from 44. 70% of the money. No, 70% of the bet. 75% of the money is on the over in this one. Injury report. Nothing really that you can really... Metcalf I mean, is going to Metcalf's see, out indefinitely. Yeah, Metcalf's out indefinitely. For, and you may see Kadarius Tony in this game. Maybe Lujuari, uh, defensive end. He's on IR, 
So, uh, that Metcalf injury sucks. Yeah, yeah. But Goodwin was randomly really good last week. He had two he, touchdowns. He had some touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. All right. I I'm on the over. Just short and sweet. I'm on the over. The Giants defense only gave up like 17 last week. They really did not look good against Jacksonville. They gave up 452 yards. But this feels like the get right spot. Like this feels like the get right spot that, oh, I don't want to be. I'm tired of going again. I'm not going against Geno Smith, man. I had Seahawks money line last week on the sheet at plus 190. Geno's been good against bad defenses. I like the offense. I don't know how good the Giants defense is. They're very good in the second half. They're very good in the second half. But they have let team – they really personify the bend but don't break defense. They give up a lot of yards. I think the Seahawks can move the ball against this team, and Kenneth Walker is really, really good. He's really, really good. I think the Barkley is going to also run wild on this team. Daniel Jones looked comfortable last week. Seattle is allowing the third most rushing yards per game. The Giants are allowing the fifth most rushing yards per game. I think Barkley and Walker can each go for a hundo. I'm going to go with the over. I think you'll see a lot of big plays in this game. No. No. I can't do it. Okay. Anytime they they played a solid Broncos, solid defense, scored 17 points. Seahawks, I mean not Seahawks, but uh, 49ers, solid defense, scored seven points. Then you have Falcons, okay, they're not that good. Lions, okay, they're not that good. Saints, okay, they're not that good. Cardinals, solid defense, scored 19 points. They, They just don't score. And these are at home. It's also a bit of a paradox with the Seahawks because the Seahawks are really good in terms of points per game. They're really not that good in the red zone. If you look at their numbers, which is the real paradox here, a lot of their touchdowns are big plays. I'm just going to take the over because I do kind of want to fade both defenses. But if the Giants give up 400 yards, but give up one touchdown and four field goals, I would not be that surprised. Yeah, no, give me no. I'm going to under. Okay. I'm going to under and give me the Giants team total over. Okay. Uh, because they're a dog, I think that I'm getting some value there because you have to set the Seahawks team total above theirs. And so Seahawks team total is at 23 and a half. I, give me I, 24 points on our defense. I mean, we're on the road. This is all right. We are on the road going to Seattle. This is a get right spot for Geno. Revenge game for Geno as well. I'm not going to go to the point of fading Seattle where I take their under. But you're telling me the Giants can't score 21 points on the Seattle Seahawks defense? Yeah. We could do that. We could do that. And we could possibly have a defensive touchdown in this game. That's not a that's not outside the realm of possibility. G- give me, yeah, give me a give me the under. Give me the under. Giants. <sighs> God damn it. This is tough. 24-21 goes over. And that's probably what they think happens. We don't give up 24 points. Yep, no, fuck it. Give me a Giants team total over. Give me an under for the game. We go out there. We have a good showing on the road versus Seattle. All right, next game on the slate. We have Green Bay Packers playing the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Ed Buffalo. Aaron Rodgers, first time in his career, he is a dog of 10 or more. 47 and a half is the total. Tick down half a point for 48 where it opened at. Not seeing any projections on where this money is at right now. <laughs> Weather in Buffalo's 56, seven mile per hour winds, overcast. And uh, you, you think anything pop off your head injury wise? I don't think so. No, nothing I could think of. Uh, 
yeah, that's yeah. I don't really have anything that I can find for that. Well, actually, I'm trying to think. Uh, what about the? Well, you're going with the Bills, Packers, or just in general? Uh, injury wise, for the Bills, Packers. I know I'm saying. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember anything for the Bills. I know Lazard left in the middle of that Washington game with, I believe, a shoulder injury, and didn't come back. I'm assuming he'll be playing, but he's had injury history problems for a while. I guess that's the only injury worth talking about, but he might play. I don't know how bad the shoulder is. I feel like this total rests on your belief of. It's if the Bills can score 35 or not, right? Because the, yeah, I'm, I'm well, <laughs> yeah, that for sure. But I mean, do you? There's some people that might still believe in this Packers offense. I think those people are delusional. But okay, this offense sucks. I mean, they have no weapons. And Lazard was the only good receiver they had. Dobbs, I liked as a youngster, but he hasn't done anything for the past month. I mean, he's a, he's a rookie wide receiver. Like, rookie no, that's wide my point. Don't like you have to really break the mold. Like Justin Jefferson, yeah. Jamar Chase, like they broke the mold. That's my point. My point is Dobbs was viewed as being this guy that could push the offense over the top. And since it's just there was early. really a high bar set for him after that good game against New England, he hasn't done anything. I don't like any of their weapons. Their best receiver last week was arguably Aaron Jones. They don't have anyone. Four straight unders for this Buffalo Bills team. It would have been five straight if they didn't drop 41 on the Titans. Mm -hmm. But 19 points against Miami, 23 points against Baltimore, 38 points against Pittsburgh, 24 points against Kansas City. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this is like a 24-10 game. Maybe, maybe. If you believe that everybody's backing the Bills and that the Packers are and Aaron Rodgers is going to cover his first ten point spread, it has to go under. I don't think it. I don't think they get into a shootout with them. Yeah, not with this offense. Not against that defense. The Bills' defense is really good. I think I'm leaning to the over with the hope that there's garbage time opportunities for Green Bay. I really think Buffalo is going to score going to score like thirty five points. I think Buffalo is going to go nuts. It's a home game off a bye. I, I think I think that this passing offense is going to absolutely torch this Green Bay team. I'm a, I'm going to lean over, but I don't feel great about it. I'm going to take the under. Okay, I'm going to take the under because teams coming off of a bye when they're laying seven or more have been really bad ATS. And I know we're talking about totals, but if you're bad ATS, that can have a performance like they can. Have if Green Bay is in a cover, it's going to be yeah. a lower scoring game. Yeah, it's going to be a lower scoring game, and so I think that. This is a good spot where to back Green Bay. And I know it's hard saying that, but they were favorites for the past three weeks that, you know, they were terrible. This is a spot of them as a really big dog. Mm. I'll, yeah, I'll back Green Bay in this spot. I'll say they keep it close. They keep it a low-scoring game. Sunday night football, and it's prime time. Yeah, give me under 47 and a half. All right. Cincinnati Bengals playing the Cleveland Browns on Monday night. Division game, 47 is the total. Ticked up from 45 and a half. 70% and 92, 70% uh, wow. Okay, let's try that again. 70% of the bets and 92% of the money is on the under. I mean, okay, I get that the Browns defense has been bad. I also get the firepower that the Bengals have. However, this just feels like a spot where you sit here and you have two, you have a solid, like a bad defense, a good offense. You think, hey, it's going to go over because the Cincinnati Bengals are going to put up a bunch of points. 
And it's a division game. It's a primetime game. It just lets down, and it's an ugly game on on Monday night. Give me an under. Primetime unders have been crazy. Division unders have been crazy. I know that it it has the remnants of an over game, but I'm I'm going under it because one kid, the Cincinnati Bengals offense has been up and down. They can score points. They cannot score points, and they seem to struggle in the division games like that offense is not clicking one because the division teams know that offense so yeah no give me an under in this one I think Kansas City had not Kansas City but uh Cincinnati has some issues on the offensive side of the ball even though they have all the talent this Browns defense is going to be ready I'll take them also to worth it's also worth mentioning the injury report because Jamar Chase had to leave the game early he was going to go for 200 yards. Like he, he, was. he was going absolutely <laughs> nuts. Was. And then he ended up pulling a hammy, I believe, on one of the go routes. So I'm not sure if he's going to play in this game. Uh, the extra day to recover, but keep in mind, Chase might be out. Uh, I really hate this Browns defense with a passion. This defense is so bad. Cincinnati's defense, though, has been good lately, uh, at least relatively speaking. I know New Orleans was able to move the ball for some reason against them. Oh boy, I'm I'm really on the fence here. The thing is, if if I if I think Cincinnati can score 28, do I think Cleveland can score 20? I don't know if they can. I think I'm going to lean to the under. Yeah, I mean, but I'm really on the fence. But with Chase potentially not playing, I can't take an over. I can't do it. And this is the week before the bye. For- yeah. The Browns. I mean, put it all out. You're two and five. Mm. I, I'll take it under. I'll take it under. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and get into our lock and team total for the day. For my lock. Let's go with. I'm going to make that my team total, so let's not lock that. That's bad. Let's go to Thursday night. Let's go to Thursday night. Lock it up. Thursday night, under 45. I I see 45 and a half. 45 and a half. I'll take it. I don't think that there's going to be scoring. I know everybody's looking for scoring. I know everybody got hit with the neuralizers from the men in black, and they forgot all the weeks of bad football on Thursday night. And for good reason, because you're on a short week, you're trying to prepare for another game after you just probably got your ass handed to you the week before you got injuries. You're more than likely sitting players that are borderline with injuries because it's a short week and giving them extra time to prepare. It's so many reasons why Thursday night games go under. And just because we saw a bunch of points last week doesn't mean we're going to see it this week. I'll take the under Baltimore Ravens in Tampa Bay. Let's cash that lock early in the week. For my dog, give me the under 18 and a half for the Carolina Panthers, fading them coming off of that big game against the Bucks. I think this is a letdown spot for them. I think this is a get up spot for Arizona. Arizona is Arizona in first place. Wait, Arizona or Atlanta? Not Arizona, Atlanta. I'm sorry. Okay. Is Atlanta in first place? Uh, no, Tampa's technically tied for first, but Tampa has the breaker. So technically the Buccaneers are in first place. So after they see the Buccaneers win on Thursday night, they go out here, have a really good showing, lock in on defense. Are you picking Tampa to win on tied. Thursday night? Yes, I am. Okay. Oh, we have, oh, wait till we get there it's when we do the show later. We're about to do the Thursday show. Yes, okay, I'm, I'm just that. saying because you just slid that in there. I want to oh, make yeah, sure I'm picking, that. Okay. Yeah, I'm picking Sampa to win okay. on Thursday night. So, yeah, I'm going with – I think Atlanta gets up for this spot. I think this is a, a letdown spot for Carolina. Carolina's still in position for number one overall pick. I think they show it here. Give me under 18.5 for the Carolina Panthers. That is my team total. What are you hey. doing? So for me, uh, the Jets did me a solid by winning and also giving up basically no points uh, against the Broncos. I had the under. 
I'm going to do it again. I'm going to take the under 40 and a half uh, between the Patriots and the Jets. I know people are going to stare at that New England Monday night performance and immediately take it over. It's not going to be me because I think the Jets offense, which was really built around an elite ground game with Brees Hall, is going to struggle in his absence and mostly Vera Tucker's absence, who was really, really good. I cannot overstate how good he was. Robinson might play a little bit, not much. I think Carter's a decent running back. But Belichick, I do think, will get his team amped up defensively after they got embarrassed by the Bears on Sun- on Monday Night Football at home. Mm-hmm. The Jets the Jets offense hasn't been great. The Jets defense is incredible. I don't know who's the quarterback for New England, but I do like the secondary. I think you'll see a very ugly grinded out game. And New England, since they don't know who the quarterback is, wants to run the ball. They'll drain a lot of clock. You'll see a lot of really long and ugly drives. And I think as a result, you'll see the under come in. Now, can Wilson throw a couple of really bad interceptions, which could result in short fields? Yes, and that would be unfortunate. But he's done a pretty good job lately of taking good care of the football. I'm hoping you see a punt fest and a lot of long drives. Give me the under 40 and a half in that division game at home for the Jets. Give me the under in the Patriots Jets. All right. And it's kind of funny for the team total because you mentioned one team in a game. I'm going to go with the other team in the same game. I'm going to take the Falcons team total under 23 and a half at minus 115. I think this number is way too high. Carolina's defense, despite how awful the offense has been, has been a good unit. And you look at how they performed against the Rams. They were solid. You look at how they performed against the Buccaneers last week. They were incredible. I know it's in a dome. But Atlanta never wants to throw the ball. They only want to run. And Carolina has been a lot better on the defensive line. Brown's been a great defensive tackle. He's been a very underrated player. I like what Carolina has been doing defensively. And similarly to what I just said about New England's offense against the Jets, I can see Atlanta having several seven-minute drives that result in three points. Mariota is going to have eight pass attempts by the end of three quarters. I'm going to lean to the under because I do think you will see Atlanta's offense struggle to move the ball against a defense that is really clicking on mm-hmm. all cylinders. But I mm-hmm. like the under there. I think for Atlanta's offense, 23 and a half is way too high. They only scored 17 against Cincinnati, and they were in garbage time for the entire second half. I think the number's too high for a team that only wants to run the ball. Give me the Falcons team total under 23 and a half. All right. That is it for the totals episode of the it. NFL Gambling Podcast. Scott, anything else for the people before we get up out of here? Uh, not really. We'll be back once again later on, probably tonight for the Thursday night episode. Uh, get excited for that. Besides that, besides the NFL, I know we've been doing a lot of NBA podcast stuff, which is fun. Closing in on our 400th episode of the yep. pod. I believe yes. we're at 398 yes. right now. So definitely a fun time there. Uh, besides that, uh, still doing the tennis podcast. I dropped an episode last night prop cast stuff i'm still still doing with munaf and yeah besides that a lot of content going on a lot of money to be made let's do it and let's kick some ass all right all right i love it i love it well i mean is there really any more else to say scott said it make sure you subscribe to all the podcasts in the network make sure you definitely subscribe to nfl gambling podcast leave us a review make sure you get on youtube and go try to win that lawrence taylor jersey because i know you're picking lawrence taylor with brian dawkins unless you're like scott you already have a lawrence taylor jersey uh, he's having an autograph no jersey oh yeah he's got the autograph so i mean hey like maybe you got that either what either way 
I have nothing else to say. Nothing else to do. No idea how to end the podcast. So we're just going to end it like this. We are out of here.